sense lost. Welcome, friends, and random people of the internet. My name is John Rekia, and this is the first episode of Innocence Lost. For those of you who don't know me or haven't caught up with me in a while, I graduated from Illinois Wesleyan last May during the height of the first wave of the pandemic, so naturally I was pretty scared and directionless other than knowing I wanted to get out of my mother's house. So thankfully, after a few months of living there, I got a lovely text from my friend from college, Chapter, telling me that he had an extra spot in his apartment in Logan Square, Chicago. So I jumped on that pretty quickly, moved in with him, his childhood friend, Leon, and eventually my good friend from college, Adam. So, four boys with humanities backgrounds living together during a pandemic. We listened to a ton of music and watched a lot of critically acclaimed television and film. And eventually, Leon adopted a cat named Firestar, who became our fifth roommate. And that was a lot of fun. So, I was in that apartment for nine or so months. And looking back on it, I accomplished a lot. For as long as I can remember, I've really struggled with working out consistently and making good choices in the kitchen, but in the last nine months, I've gotten really into road cycling and delivering for Uber Eats on my bike. I've realized that combining a money-making opportunity with a workout regimen does wonders for my motivation, and it was also a great outlet for me to learn my city. Um, I feel like I know Chicago better now than I ever have, and I attribute that a lot to my cycling routine. Along with that, I downloaded MyFitnessPal so I can track the miles I complete and also start tracking what I'm putting into my body. And I've quickly learned that when I'm not thinking about what I'm eating, my diet is just one big bottomless pit. And bottomless pits aren't good for your health or figure, so... This little change has been refreshing, for sure. Beyond that, I started tutoring online to pay the bills, picked up some freelance podcast work, and also decided to make a pretty big life change. A while back, one of my best friends, Nick Stellan, decided he was going to move to Brooklyn, New York. And after a good amount of convincing and deliberation, I decided to tag along. So we packed up my future stepdad, Scott's pickup truck, drove across the country, and a couple days later, we found ourselves in Brooklyn, New York. I've only been living here for a month or so, but I've really, really been enjoying it. Um, I've been very productive, been doing a lot of biking, and I'm finally getting this podcast going. To be candid, I've dealt with some pretty serious anxiety and depression the last couple years, and it's really inhibited my creativity in a lot of ways. I did a podcast in college called Slightly Underwhelming, and that was something that always brought me joy, um, even when times were kind of tough in my life. So upon graduation and upon leaving that show, I really wanted to get a new one going. But due to my mental state and the state of the world in general, I really had trouble getting over the hump of getting that going. But... If you're hearing this, that means I finally released episode one of my new podcast. And it feels pretty amazing. 
there were some pretty dark days these past couple years where the biggest success in that day was simply getting out of bed and eating. So to be sharing a piece of art with you all today that I've worked really hard on just just feels amazing. Um, and I'm so excited for you all to hear it. In this episode, I sit down with one of my best friends, Liam Stroshine, to catch up on life, talk about music, talk about social media, and a bunch of other things that I'm sure you all enjoy. And I'll pop in to remind you at the end, but listen all the way through to hear Liam's hot new single, Friendly Competition. Let's get to it. Have you seen I Love You, Man? Is it that Paul Rudd movie? Yeah. That's kind of... I think that's Jason. like... That's where it's like slapping the bass. That. Is that where it became in this yeah. guys? Yeah. <laughs> that, makes, like, that makes a lot of sense. Because I think... I don't really remember the movie, but I think uh, they're, they're like big Rush fans is like the mm-hmm. big thing. And I think they like meet Getty Lee or something. Oh yeah, and <laughs> yeah, I do not. I don't really like Rush that much. I, I, I like. Have you tried? Have you listened to them? Yeah, I like, like a whole like a whole album. No, never a whole album. But I've like really, I really like liked Rush growing up. I like fucked with Twenty One Twelve like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would like listen to it like a ton. Um, what is that like? Their is that like their main album? It's like, like a long. Thing? Well, it's like a. It's kind of like an EP. It's, it's epic. Like, it's like epic a it's like a four song like EP. Um, but each song is like twelve minutes. It's super epic. Yeah, there is a guy. At, <laughs> this is hilarious. There was a guy at a like when I was in Yellowstone. We had like an employee pub, and at the oh, employee. That's, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it was sick. Like it would get dark, and no one had any internet, so everyone would just like convene to the employee pub and hit on each other and get drunk it was kind of a mess sometimes um but there was this dude who was like in his 40s like long hair like rocker dude um who would play 2112 by rush like once a week (laughs) so he would just like take out like a half hour of like the jukebox time and just completely kill the vibe for everyone uh except me i dug it all the time um <laughs> <laughs> i feel like but in that situation like for me even no matter like literally no matter how good the music is how much i like it if it's a killing the vibe and making other people uncomfortable i'll start feeling uncomfortable and, and exactly a, a bad a bad time. exactly i'd rather hear some <laughs> music that i hate but other people are at least like ignoring them yeah like, the, the, <laughs> yeah because it was the kind of thing where there was like a lot of people i mean most of the the people who were working there were my age. Um, mm-hmm. But so most of the people in the employee pub were like early 20s. But then there was not just this, not, not the Rush not guy. Rush's main demographic. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's funny. So no, not a big, not a big Rush guy, but like the hits are fantastic for sure. I'm I sure think. they are. I should probably like yeah. at least check out a best of, and maybe that would help me. Lime- now they have that one, the drummer who just like spins around. And, yeah, like, the- a revolving chair and has like a million. Yeah, his kid. They say they like, say he's the goat. Um, the late Neil Peart. He died like six months ago. Maybe? Neil Peart. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. it's like the. It's a big. Is that 
Probably the biggest is that the what's the lead guy's name? Do you know? Getty Lee. Getty Lee. <laughs> that's a pretty. That's a sick name. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> that's a Civil War name. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Neil Pert was kind of the. Uh, he was. I think he's the most known in Rush. It's like like sure. Neil Young or not Neil, <laughs> uh, Angus Young in ACDC. Yeah. He's like. It's like he's like the man. <laughs> What'd you think of your uh, your Spotify Wrapped? Uh, it was good, but like, it was funny because like all the groups, so it was like Gizzard, who's like a band of like seven white dudes with two drummers. And then my number two is the Grateful Dead, which is a band of like seven white dudes with two drummers. So yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was, it was nice to see that pattern. Um, <laughs> and then you know, of course, the pattern is broken by the Rolling Stones. They only have one drummer. So right. I like to keep it nice and diverse <laughs> um, in what I, terms of what I listen to. What was your... Uh, <laughs> the amount of drummers in the band. <laughs> what was your top song? Um, okay, so this is kind of interesting. My, my top songs were all songs that I really liked to play. Right. Um, so, like, when I would practice, I would play along to songs. Uh, so... It was I'm in your mind, but it was my top three songs were I'm in your mind, Fuzz, I'm not in your mind, Cellophane. And then I thought fourth would be like the last part of that like four song series because like, the first four songs on the album that all like feed into each other. And it's like a 12 minute. So that was my top three. But then it wasn't the last song for the fourth song. It was just another Gizzard song. <laughs> so so four. It, it was it was five Gizzard songs in my top five, and then three of them. The first three all led into each other on the album. Nice. So yeah. uh, <laughs> so when did you first hear of King Gizzard? Definitely from like Fantano, like year, like album of the year list or something. Probably whenever Nonagon Infinity came out, it was like 2016, because I remember he probably really liked that one. So. Yeah, he probably was, like, mentioning them, and the name is so weird. I'm like, this is, like, it just, like, kind of, like, sticks out. You're like, this is at least, like, something noteworthy, just based on the name alone. And then the fact that people are saying that it's good, you're like, I have to check this out. Mm-hmm. King Gizzard and the Blizzard Wizard. I could see that, in, like, I could see that being, like, a really bad band. Yeah, oh, yeah. But they, they, Absolutely. They just to be very good. Yeah, I've gotten Snickers before when I've, uh mention their name dude it's low-key like embarrassing i'll yeah. be like li- like listening to music like i'll i'll be like sitting listening to music just actively enjoying it and my sister will be like what are you listening to and i have to say like king gizzard and lizard wizard <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just, yeah when uh so you so you heard them around then when did you realize that it was kind of turning into like a small obsession. obsession yeah well, probably I was listening to, well, this is how, all right. So in the dead of winter, like going to school at Iowa State, it's like freezing. And I didn't like taking the bus because it means I would have to leave like an extra five minutes before I really had to. <laughs> so I would just walk everywhere. And when it was really cold, my like method of staying warm besides just wearing warm clothes was I would we had like K-cups, which I know is very bad for the environment. I've stopped using them. But I was living with a bunch of roommates, so we like, I don't know. It's just like the thing that we did for a couple semesters. Yeah. And yeah, I would get, you know, make a K-cup of coffee, throw it back while it's like, as basically as it's coming out 
of the machine, I'm like getting ready to like pull it away and like pour it down my throat. And then it's like so hot that it like pretty much is like burning, but it feels really good. And then, yeah, you get like the coffee sweats, a little caffeine going. And then I put on my headphones and listen to Nonagon Infinity while walking in the class. I remember that, that distinct like period of time. It was probably a couple of weeks where like that was kind of just like something I did regularly before going to class was chugging coffee and then listening to that. And the music is so fast mm-hmm. and all the songs like feed into each other that like the mix of like me like hurriedly trying to get the class and feeling like caffeinated and sweaty was just like the perfect combination of things for me to get into them. And then of course they have so much other music that like from there it was just game it was just game over. Yeah. For How do you hear How do you hear about them? Uh I think similar. I remember there was like a great <laughs> uh well the the first song that like got me. I'm not nearly as hooked as you, but the first song that got me into them was uh uh People Vultures. I love that song. Mm. Uh, and, it, and it happened because there was like a there was like a meme video kind of going around on YouTube. And I think they took it mm. down, which is annoying. But it was like, <laughs> the title was like, Dwight Schrute like, loves King Gizzard or something. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a video of uh, like Dwight like freaking out at a Christmas party to Carol of the Bells. But instead, they dub over uh, people vultures, <laughs> and it's them just like jamming out to people vultures. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's a that's another thing about the band that I really like is that there's a lot of like the fan base is very wholesome, and like I've like explored a lot of fan bases of bands and like music and stuff to some small extent. Mm-hmm. This is like definitely like the some of the least toxic like good. I like fan base I've seen. They they make some pretty funny memes, I have to say. They do. Um, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds <clears throat> like you came upon a pretty good one. <laughs> it was a good one. Yeah, no, and I'm yeah, I don't listen to them a ton, but I it's it's comforting knowing how much content they have for how I don't know. It seems like brief yeah. brief briefly they've been like a band. It seems like there's just yeah there's it seems like there's endless material to like get into like yeah they've been like really only like seems like well known probably since like 2016 ish and then like 2017 is the year that they exploded with those they exploded i came out with five albums so like from there it was just kind of make or break but yeah yeah it's cool that like they're like oddly I remember like when I was when I was studying abroad I was like met these like Australians and I was like for sure like they're Australian but like for me to assume they know Gizzard based on the fact that they're Australian is incredibly bold to me and like definitely not the case and they were not they were like these two like university girls like nursing students I'm like there's right. ab- <laughs> like there's there's absolutely no like there's no way yeah and then I asked them like oh like what's like some good Australian music and they're like King Gizzard and Lizzie Wiz I'm like oh no way <laughs> so maybe it's just like yeah I, may, maybe over there they're a little bit bigger yeah it seemed like if the like American equivalent of like these two women were like asked a similar question there's I think maybe a 0% chance <laughs> say King Gizzard. right um when did you start playing guitar uh 
probably or like technically like fifth grade, but I really don't like saying that or admitting it because of where my skills are like relative to how much time has passed since then. Right. But that's when I I, I got I like asked for one in like second grade because. It was just like cool. I remember actually the reason I wanted it. I wanted one in the first place was because uh, Drake on Drake and Josh played this like red Stratocaster with like a kind of like glittery like pick guard, and I was like, whoa, Drake on Drake and Josh is like if you were watching television in like 2005, you like you were watching probably Drake and Josh if you were a child. Yeah, and Drake Bell was the coolest guy. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, oh, I want to do that. And then got a guitar, and then at the time I didn't, I hadn't discovered internet tabs yet, so I got books. And one of the books I have was like, learn to play rock band songs the easy way. So it was like all of the songs that were in the first rock band game, which there are some bangers. And then it had like the tabs, which is just like an easier way to read music um, using numbers instead of like actual notes and. It had tabs for like simplified for like say it ain't so and like i don't know mississippi queen some other classics so i just started with that like poking around and then once i discovered internet tabs where you can just literally look up any song you've ever heard on the radio and it's like you once you learn like six chords you can play anything so that's basically how it started and it slowly snowballed cool so then why did you take uh so you said your skills like you, 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 you didn't want to say it was fifth grade, so like yeah, yeah. They definitely snowballed. Like at first, it was super slow progression. Like I don't know. I was like, you know, I I was playing soccer. I was skateboarding, playing video games. Like had other hobbies. So for me to like sit down and focus on pretty much anything was really hard. And then once I learned like this six like open chords that i needed to learn pretty much any song that i liked i didn't see any reason to progress any further for about like five or six years i wasn't trying to like record anything i was just playing for myself but then when i was in college i couldn't skateboard anymore because i was worried about hurting myself and then not being able to like i don't know take care of my work in school like going to work and making money and like yeah. going to class with like a broken ankle or something <laughs> yeah. it's just like that reality hit me pretty hard because i like had like a mini injury and it sucked and i was like wow if like i was on crutches or something like this would be so bad like it's not worth it trying to learn how to heel flip to like potentially like ruin the rest of my semester so yeah i switched to guitar and then like from there i was able to just like progress a little bit more than I was before yeah and you're sounding and you're sounding really great you've started uh recording stuff um yeah and that's like that's like learning a whole new instrument it's yeah you probably know that because you use like these audio uh editing software programs yeah yeah for recording this type of thing yeah I'm, I'm really loving what uh what you're producing I'm excited I'm excited for uh do you hearing that from like next. anybody is like so it's so nice yeah i feel that it's the, have you heard that thing where people say like your taste or like your taste is always better than like whatever you're making like whatever you're producing yes yeah. that and then like basically like as your skills progress and as you practice you can like if you are lucky you can like kind of catch up to that i feel like i like barely like brushed against it 
like uh-huh. with that with like a couple of songs so yeah it's nice just to even cool. have that little bit of like oh i like i like what i what i'm hearing because i was yeah. my goal for a long time was literally just produce anything that i enjoyed listening to myself so i feel like i've done that like once or twice <laughs> out of like a hundred tries uh-huh. <laughs> that's awesome still, so how yeah. how much uh how much are you putting into it every week would you say like hour wise maybe it's it's hard to say because there's like there's our actual t- like 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 work time I don't know maybe like ten, like ten hours a week but a lot of a lot of the time is just like casually like I I put a guitar in pretty much every room that I could possibly be in in the house so I have like one in the basement one in my bedroom one in like the sitting area room so pretty much wherever i am i can always just like pick up a guitar while i'm watching tv nice so there's always a good a guitar around and usually like if i'm just relaxing one in my hands so like a new idea can come up like literally at all times so low-key 24 like 24 7 but like actually not much at all like a couple hours a day gotcha gotcha that that still is a couple hours a day is still pretty stellar yeah i would say still like, like more than like i was like <laughs> like even like school was like yeah a couple hours a day of like solid work i was like struggle like struggling to motivate myself sometimes yeah. yeah for sure but it's more fun it's different than something when you actually like Who is the first friend you had in Foxmouth? Uh, Nick Halvin. Is it weird to say, like, a dude's full name? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, probably, no one probably, yeah, Nick, yeah, Nick Halvin, like, mm-hmm. so, yeah, we went to preschool at the same preschool, but he was a year ahead of me, even though he's, like, four months older or something, he, like, yeah. the cut is, like, weird and kind of arbitrary, but. Yeah, we were. He's a year older than me. He was in. I was in the Clifford class, like the big red dog. He was in the Franklin class, like the turtle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like. Sometimes they would let the Clifford and like Franklin classes mingle, and like his mom and my mom were friends, and they would just be like, "Yeah, you guys are friends now." We were just like, "Cool." I remember one of the right. fir- one of the first things I remember doing together was we went to the circus. And uh, <laughs> awesome. there's a, there's some pic, there's a pic of uh, me and him on the refrigerator in their house, and we're eating cotton candy, and we're like I, four years old. I think I've seen that before. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good picture. It's a banger. Yeah. <laughs> and when did you meet uh, Tommy? Tommy moved into our neighborhood when he was in like first, it was like first grade or kindergarten, and yeah, they him and his sister would be like throwing frisbee, and. I was just like, parents are like, you got to go talk to those kids. Like, they're your <laughs> same age, and they live down the street. Like, you have to be friends. And I was like, nah, mom, I got friends. <laughs> like, the guy that lives on the other side of their house hangs out here all the time is Nick. And she's like, no, like, you, ha- like, literally have to. Like, you don't really understand what's going on here. We moved into this neighborhood so you can meet children. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, and then went over there they were playing frisbee i was like hey toss it to me (laughs) or something i don't know Mm, and the rest (laughs) is history the rest is history (laughs) but i remember i do remember being in like second grade and 
I was like, we had like a falling out for like a few months. I was like, we didn't like hang out. I can't remember why. I think it was about like baseball cards or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Some kid <laughs> shit. That's pretty much it. How did you meet the kids in your neighborhood? What Did your parents make you hang out with them or did you just um, like So I had an interesting it's weird thing. To, it's weird to try to like, re- like remember this stuff. Yeah, like I... Um, yeah, I don't really remember. I had one, like, best friend, um, who lived in my neighborhood, who I hung out with, like, probably up until, like, late middle school. Very good guy. Um, but, I don't know, the kids in my neighborhood, I don't know, the neighborhood I lived in was not, I mean, you call it the boonies, um, it's not very, like, conducive to (laughs) making friends. The houses, (laughs) the houses were very far apart, um, Mm. and also, like, I don't know. Not the best people. I think ex- people might move to the boonies because they don't want to, like, be around. Right. In, like, a super, like, communal environment, potentially. Right. But it was cheap house, I guess. And it was pretty. And it was right next to the elementary school. Um, I did like, like... It was pretty. It was right by... I remember it was pretty close to the water. It's really pretty. It's right by... And it, it was, was like, right by the river. Like, there big was... Big trees. Yeah, big trees. There was a big, like, bike path. Like right behind, mm-hmm. um, massive hill to bomb on your skateboard. <laughs> Ma- massive bombable hill that people tried multiple times and just <laughs> and just ate shit. Like <laughs> kids could test their fate right in front of your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the Tri City area. So I remember, yeah, like thinking about like formative years. Like I, I was very happy <clears throat> to kind of outgrow, I guess, those friends that were like around me because they were Mm -hmm. kind of bad eggs for the most part like Mm. the valley is where we lived and people like associated the valley kids as like hard-nosed like i remember one time um like the first time i ever smelled weed was like on the bus like in middle school and the kids were, the kids were smoking weed on the back of the bus. Damn. And I, and, and Whoa, I like, that's crazy. And I like almost like had an aneurysm. I thought I was going to like. <laughs> Dude, I would have. Oh, my God. In middle school, I probably yeah. would have jumped out. I would have wiggled through the little window. Yeah, I was, and I would have left. I would have cracked the window, but not put it below the line. And I yeah. still would have tried to like wiggle out. Yeah. That much of a rule follower. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I kind of got into this one with Udesh when we talked last week. But, um. I was very grateful to kind of meet our group of friends. So I met like the people who went to, cause you guys went to Thompson and then we went to Redling. Um, yeah. I met the people who went to Redling around like seventh grade. Um, and I think it was at like a, a very good time because it was at, cause I don't know if I would have stuck around with the same crowd, like I might've ended up in more burnouty territory. Yeah. It's um, weird to think about like, how the people you become friends with at a young age affect who you are and what you're like. Yeah, because I totally... Pretty much forever. Yeah. Because I totally, like... I don't know. I met fucking Udash, Marco, and Paris. Three three really smart people. Um, yeah. And, I don't know. Like, getting close to them, I was like, oh. Like, school is, like, good. Like, A's. You should, you should yeah. get A's. A's are, like, expected. Um... Dude, yeah. it's weird to think that, like, that, it rubs off on us, but that really comes from their parents. Like, like their parents, like, it's, they're so focused on, like, 
school and like doing well and it's so like ingrained into them that by like us just being friends with them it also becomes ingrained in us it's yeah so, weird. so so yeah i had had some boys that were like okay in my neighborhood glad i kind of kind of got out <laughs> got out of the valley Didn't um, get out of the boonies. but uh but yeah what were you what'd you do as a kid hobby wise hobby wise um all right very young soccer and i remember i was really good at soccer ages like four to like seven because i remember like being at like soccer camp when i was like six and like kids literally like don't understand how to like go in the right direction so i thought i was like a beast just because i knew like how to play and how to like use my feet to kick the ball into the yeah um yeah and i did like regular like whatever recreational soccer where you're on like the dinosaurs or like the chilies to go or something like it's just named after like a company right like your soccer team so i was on a few of those and then i guess like I don't know, they have, like, they make you feel like you're in the fucking NFL, like, <laughs> when you're in rec soccer and there's, like, scouts from, like, travel clubs who, like, come and they see the kids who are, like, slightly better than everyone else and they, like, find the parents and be like, you know, your kids really got, like, potential, like, you should pay a large amount of money for them to play for a club team where they can, like, really, like, get better and, like learn teamwork and that sort of thing so then i started doing that uh probably like you know how it is like when you get really into a sport when you're young it's like several hours a week pretty much like your after school activity so yeah i was like mostly soccer and then besides soccer like in the summer it'd be like skateboarding skateboarding was like pretty much the main the main activity when did you start uh like listening to music extensively oh extensively or like what, whenever my when would you say like you like became like I don't know like a music connoisseur? All right, I remember like two like I want to hear this from you too. My two like oh shit moments with music that I can like remember. Just one was in the car after elementary school. Um, I just like had like a pretty solid day as like a first grader, and my mom picked me up and. It was probably, like, whatever, 2005, 2006, so, like, Holiday by Green Day was playing on the radio, and it was slapping so hard, just, <laughs> like, what, like, the part where he's, like, break out and gas mask, bust away as punishment, that, that part, the yeah. fat bass, the fat bass riff, like, rock your world. Yeah, that, like, rocked me so hard. I was like, whoa, like, he uh-huh. sounds so, like, pissed. I'm like, that's so cool. So I'm like, Dad, I need a Green Day album. <laughs> so he bought me International Super Hits, which is all of their, like, pre-American Idiot hit, like, best songs, pretty much. I was just like, I was like, Longview, Welcome to Paradise, a bunch of stuff I like, Dookie, Insomniac, Nimrod. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, this is not what I, this is not Boulevard of Broken Dreams. <laughs> And I had a hard time, like, finding it palatable. But then I eventually got very into it. And then the other time was my dad had an iPod video. And I would just be, like, I was just, like, thought it was so cool because I had, like, a screen that you could watch, like, video on and stuff, which was, at the time, was pretty insane. Like, for it not to be, like, an actual television, it's a little, like, digital device. So I would always, like, nab it. And, like, he just had, like, I don't know, he had, like, 
Beatles one, like their best of album on there. So like I'll listen to that and just be like, just like floored by like I want to hold your hand and she yeah. loves you and I love you do and like all those early Beatles hits. I remember the the later Beatles stuff I couldn't get into when I was in like third grade. And then oh god, he had like so much of the stuff that was like on that iPod video. He had the Guns N' Roses um, "Live and Let Die" cover. Which is like one of the best covers. It's ever. good, yeah. I like that. It's a lot. like really good, yeah. dude. He had, he honestly had like that iPod. Like also was like my sexual awakening because it had the Shakira, Shakira um, music video for <laughs> "Hips Don't Lie." Oh, I watched it. Watched it like a thousand times in between in, in between Beatles tr- songs. That's awesome. So yeah, was, what was it for you? Probably uh, like Beastie Boys with your dad or something. Yeah, I mean, I can think of. Yeah, I can think of two two little stories. Yeah, my dad just always played a lot of Beastie Boys, Weezer, No Effects. We're like the three no big ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just like wait. Loved- what's the what's the main uh, Mike? Some what's the the front man? <laughs> Fat Mike. Mike. Fat Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like a lot of. Wait that oh that makes so wait that makes so sense so much sense that your dad is a no effects guy yeah I don't know no, why I never thought he's about like that. a big yeah he just like loves that era of punk um, yeah loves, I should listen to them I have they're like I like it kind of annoyed me growing up but as I've gotten older they they're fucking sick like when I kind of think of punk music I think of like that era no, no like, effects it's like a little later they're like nineties like early nineties yeah. Something. Um, but yeah, I fucking love it. They're like a little, they're a little ska influence too. Um, oh, okay. They have like some horns in a lot of cases. But yeah, so a lot of that. And he took me to ACDC, the, uh, I forget, Whoa, I forget Astic. what tour, but it was like mid 2000s ACDC. And that, it was the first, that was the first concert. I had been to concerts, but that was the first Wait, concert. Was, it, that was I, it there like, I remember they did, they released like an album, a live album in 2000. Nine ish. It wasn't that they released like a like a studio album in like the mid two thousands. I forget what it's called. Was it like was it about a train? Yeah, there was a train involved. Yeah, it was okay. like a yeah, 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 <laughs> the, yeah. the sat the sat involved just like a big train. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of. Um, so that was like a big thing because that was the wait. First... Did you see them live where they had the whole lot of Rosie and yeah, it was like the massive like inflatable yeah, woman. the massive girl, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that was That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, awesome. so I so I saw that and that was the first time like I ever like asked for tickets for a show. Um and I remember just Dang. loving it so much. And then I remember so you, like so, so that you was saw, the first you're seeing live you're seeing live music pretty early on then. Yes. Yeah. Fairly early on. Um and then I remember the first like my first album that I can remember buying was uh <laughs> in elementary school we did this thing called the uh, mini economy on Fridays where like I don't know like you would like get Monopoly every week and oh, people yeah. would like bring shit to sell and you could like uh-huh. buy shit off people yeah. and uh this guy I thought was cool like would sell CDs <laughs> and oh. he uh and he sold me Metallica's Death Magnetic <clears throat> which is like a like an album they came out with in the mid two thousands that like kind of sucks, but yeah, I, thought, wait, I, I don't recognize that one. So <laughs> I must probably... Yeah, Death Magnetic, pretty like strange. Um, but that was my first album I ever bought, and I had a, Dang. I had like a, a CD player like tape thing or not tape, but like 
I don't know, whatever those are called, <laughs> CD tape, players. Tape, yeah. <laughs> um, With the cassette. Yeah. Tape and I would I would listen to that on the bus. Um, in the morning. Dang. Dude, I thought you were going to say you had like a Walkman on your bus. You're no. like listening to tapes. <laughs> no, not that cool. Have um, you ever listened to tapes? You ever listen to tapes? No, I haven't. I, uh, uh, I like, I did, I, cause I would listen to them music a lot in my basement when we used to have like, I had like little like ramp and rail set up when we, before we had like any vinyl flooring in. So it was just mm-hmm. concrete. And I like didn't have any CDs, but my dad's collection was pretty good. But eventually, I like went through all the CDs that I liked, and he's like, "You gotta look at the tapes." And he pulls out the tapes, and it's literally like you could like mark on a calendar like the years, but like the time period which my dad started buying tapes and stopped buying tapes. Like it's from sometime in the eighties to sometime in the early nineties, <laughs> but it's all like Red Hot Chili Peppers, U two, like. All that, like, talking heads, like, all, all that stuff. Your dad's a big, like, collection guy. I feel yeah, like he, he has a buy, lot of He just, just likes stuff. buying stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he likes buying stuff. Whenever we go to Costco or any, like, wholesale store, he has to go to the movie section because they'll have, like, deals. Yeah. <laughs> he loves the deals. He loves, you know, those, like, four-pack of, like, comedy movies they'll have at mm-hmm. Walmart yeah. where it's, like... Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, uh-huh. old school, and like some other movie. And <clears throat> yeah, we'll buy that. And like, we won't watch any, we won't even like open it. But just knowing that we have all of them is like, it's comforting. Thing, I guess it's comforting yeah. to know that you have all four of the movies. <laughs> exactly. I remember Neil Young being like the first like voice in music where I was like, it hit me like really, really hard because I did really like Green Day and the Beatles, but something about Neil's voice was like, I was like instantly knew like whoa, like you can express like so you can express differently and have it be as if like more impactful than someone with a good voice. And I remember that being pretty big because I other people like well, I'm, a lot of people who like music say the same thing, and it's always like. Neil Young or like the Velvet Underground, like Lou Reed or Bo, like, well, we had a pretty good voice, but like Dylan or someone, like people who were able to show, do a lot with a little, I guess. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I remember that being like super cool. Yeah. In like fifth grade or something. It's like this guy mm-hmm. sucks at singing, but I still like it so much. <laughs> so you were listening to a lot of music, you were skateboarding. Um, you were playing soccer and then you, Mm -hmm. you go to high school. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Do you, do you kind of remember that transition from like, yeah, I mean, it was all like pretty, I felt like very like secure about like my middle school friend group and like, Mm -hmm. cause there were people that lived around me because the middle school I went to, it wasn't like everyone from this middle school is going to go to the same high school. It was like 70% are going to one high school and 30% are going to a different high school. So, but I, I, yeah, I didn't like miss it. Yeah, it was a pretty smooth transition. I feel like part of what helped with that is I wanted to, uh, this is like something my parents made me do, but before school starts freshman year, they have cross country camp, which starts at the very beginning of the summer. So that's in like, what is it like May or early June or something. And you get up every morning, five days a week at six thirty, and meet up in St. Charles and you run like five to ten miles 
mm-hmm. at in the morning. So like, and that's it's a group of like forty to fifty people. I remember so of like all of all ages. So even on the first day of school, I remember like wa- between every single class, I would see a guy from the team and be like, oh, right. hey. they would be like, oh hey, what's up? So I felt like I remember feeling like at least okay. Yeah. That's starting. Good. I don't know. How about how about you? Do you like I don't remember, really... it was pretty pretty weird time, like Yeah, I don't really I, I remember really hating remember. the orientation. I remember hating the orientation. Yeah. Because it was anxious. like this I, I was like, this is no different than middle school. It's just a bigger building with more people and mm-hmm. more confused. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but it didn't feel it didn't feel like that big of a change. It, at the time it probably did, but in hindsight I don't think it was really like right that like it didn't like that change didn't affect like who i was or like the way i acted did you play did you intend on playing like soccer in high school yeah i want i wanted to but honestly facts are i was probably like i don't know if i was faster i I probably would have made the team yeah but speed is like a huge part of it Mm because when you go to high school you start playing on a, a bigger field than what you play on club uh, and yeah, I just like wasn't fast or fit enough. But there were guys that had like a fraction of like experience that I had who were just like super quick and like super thick and dense and like would just like body you off the ball. It's, yeah, yeah, it was very. It, it, the game got a lot more physical in high school because there's more age groups involved and yeah, it, it changes. So that's what. But also, it was good. It was nice to transition out of that type of sport which was like a a team sport you're relying on other people so much to doing running where you're just kind of like on your own in your own head and then tennis too yeah and then tennis but honestly i don't even like count tennis (laughs) (laughs) tennis was like recreate it was just like hanging out after school with your buddies yeah yeah hitting around and then you have like matches occasionally and (laughs) i would occasionally play in those right so, I, so yeah, so the so the running is what you took more seriously, and you did cross country, not track, right? You did yeah, both. I didn't, I didn't, because track track would start in the winter, uh-huh. and go all the way through the spring, and after cross, I'd be like pretty sick of running because I'd been running nonstop since like June, and my, like my legs would be hurting, and I'd just be like kind of sick of it. And, like, yeah, going to tennis was such a nice change because they'd make you, like, jog around the school mm-hmm. as, like, a, as like the warm-up. But people – I remember, like, people would be, like, talking about it, like, you getting ready for the warm-up today? And be like, yeah, like, get a jog around the school before tennis practice. And people would, like, behind, hide behind their cars in the parking lots to, like, avoid doing it. So it was a very, like, big change going from those two sports. And, of course, once we got on the court, I'd get my ass kicked by the kid that couldn't finish the lap because they've been doing, like, country club, like, tennis lessons since they were, like, six years old. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So then, and then we met in high school. Definitely. Um, we met Pro- freshman. issues. Yeah, freshman year. What are your first memories of me? Definitely, like, distinctly remember when you got your braces off. <laughs> nice. Because, or on. Or on. Because you were just like, oh, they, like, it was either the day I, I remember either the day you got them on or it was like a few days after you got them on. I remember you weren't at school for at least one day. Um, it was either the day you got them or the day after and then you were there and you were just like, dude, it hurts so bad. You have no idea. <laughs> um, Damn. 
and I yeah I remember feeling like bad for you <laughs> probably not caring that much because yeah. I was in high school and right. was worrying about some other bullshit <laughs> but, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> but yeah we like yeah we like sat next to each other in global issues I remember Bios. Yeah, we would just like laugh at the same stuff, and we both yeah. like Bilestein is our teacher. Yeah, Bilestein was cool. I was he thinking was about cool. Bilestein the other day, like just yeah. randomly. Cool guy. What's he up to? Yeah, cool guy. <laughs> yeah. and then uh, he, had, like, um, he like mildly liked video games and like pop culture, which yeah. if you're in high school, you're just like, oh yeah, you're cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, you're a chiller. You know, you know what Star Wars is. It's, <laughs> too bad. Yeah. And we also had a gym class together. Yeah, we had we gym. Were... We had gym a lot. A lot. A lot. Like I would say, like at three least, or four I wanna, times. I want to yeah. say at least like half of high school. I had gym class with you. Yeah. For and and different. Yeah, and there was always like different little groups. Dude, we had a swim gym. Oh yeah, yeah. we'd hang out. We would always you'd always be around different types of people. That's what <laughs> gym class, like. I, I I feel torn on it because it's weird. Illinois is like one of the few states that require it. Because uh-huh. after going to college, I, I realized that people who went to school elsewhere didn't have the same experience. Yeah. They had a gym class. Once after you're like, after eighth grade or something, or you get like a couple credits in it, you don't have to do it anymore. You can do other stuff. <clears throat> but in, in hindsight, like, I don't know, us both being pretty active kids, like yeah. gym, gym class was kind of tight. <laughs> yeah it was, like, it was weird just to like ex, like ex, exert yourself yeah pretty like forcefully and then just go and take like a math class. sit in math class yeah sit, like sit in math Sweaty. class like you're yeah you're like because it wasn't a thing in our gym class where you took showers no yeah which i think if you did that you'd like for sure be called gay like, yeah without a doubt yeah like i can't bet on anything more like confidently than that right <laughs> a homophobic slur would be thrown your way guaranteed <laughs> um so yeah then we had gym and we we definitely bonded over music that was like a big thing we would talk yeah about i remember the lead lot. up to the white weezer's white album we was a big deal about it yeah. we talk about it like every day <laughs> yeah that was awesome talk about the, the same single for like three weeks <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious um so yeah so good uh good formation of a bond um and then that kind of strung to a collective that we kind of have today do you remember meeting like other people in our group of friends yeah i met everyone on xbox yeah honestly that's probably where i met you like actually the first time was probably just in an xbox live party Uh uh-huh just mutual um, friends kind of coming together. Or maybe you were the first. It's really hard to say. I met, I met, I probably met everyone at the same time when maybe you or God, who else would it have been? I don't even, I don't, maybe Mark Sherba. Cause I was running with him and he was all, he right. was friends with all you guys. Yeah. So I was like playing Xbox with him a little bit. And then I would like, you know how it is. You just end up in like a party or a chat. Uh-huh. There's just a bunch of random people you don't know. And yeah, one of those times it was, definitely like i didn't know it at the time but like i just joined a party with like nine people i'd be pretty good friends with for yeah for years for years yeah, yeah. it's just randomly happens it's interesting like that. yeah and then that kind of and then by the end of high school we were all a, a pretty solid unit i would say hanging out 
doing yeah. shit, going to concerts, started to go to concerts at the end of high school. Um, yeah, I, m- I remember interacting, like, very, like, just sporadically with people from the group. I remember, like, on Twitter, like, saying, probably, this is, like, 2014, I think, I was like, who wants to go to Pitchfork? And, like, Marco was, Marco replied saying, like, oh, yeah, I want to go, like, this day because, like, these people are playing. And then I was, like, too scared to respond because <laughs> I thought he was too cool, which is so funny, which is so funny to think about. That is funny. Yeah, I know multiple people who have had that experience with Marco. <laughs> he's a pretty he's, cool like, guy. They're, they're like, he's too cool. I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> and then, yeah, high school ends. Um, high school and, ends. And you go to college, Iowa State. Yeah, I didn't know where I wanted to go. Yeah. That was like, transition periods weren't hard for me until uh, high school into college. I was like, just, it was really hard for me to like, commit to the idea of going somewhere for four years. Like, it was so scary and overwhelming that I kind of just applied to like, a bunch of the big schools in the Midwest and like a few private schools and just like saw what I got. And then like, financially, it just worked out the best to go to Iowa State. Um, and I went to their campus and like, it was beautiful. Like lots of big trees, open space. Um, it's like, you know, relatively like relaxed environment for a college campus as big as it is, as big as the school is. So yeah, just like, it just seemed like the move. Yeah. Went there, started as a business, went, started as a business major, but, um, I only chose that because it. I didn't want to go in undecided, which was so dumb because I went in going in undecided or going in for business just because you don't want to go in undecided is worse than going in undecided because then you have to switch out of what you're doing. So my, that decision making made absolutely no sense, but I was just like, I was like, Oh, I have to say I'm doing some, I was sick of telling people I didn't know what I was doing, even Mm -hmm. though I still didn't know when I was faking like I knew. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, after, like, a, pretty much, like, after the first couple weeks, it was kind of funny, The in my business orientation cl- class, they have, like, upperclassmen, like, seniors in the same program who will, like, kind of, like, peer leadership, they, like, show you the ropes a little bit, like, how to stay on track with your coursework and organize things and, like, make connections, network, all that type of stuff, and the dude was a, a guy that went to East, there you go. It was the guy that played football. I just remember kind of not liking him. <laughs> I, like, he was in the study hall I was in, and he was kind of... You know those people who are in study hall, and they just suck? They're, like, shitheads. Yeah. And, like, you just sit kind of near them, and, like, listen to them say things that you wish you didn't hear. Mm-hmm. He was like that. <laughs> I was like, this is not the type of person I want to be associated with, and this is, like, my peer leader. So I instantly dipped. Yeah. Read about food. I I did a those like career tests you take when you're in like third grade. I remember I would get food science like fairly regularly. Okay. So I'm like maybe I should just do this because I keep like I've seen it at least like more than once. <laughs> like career well, testing. So yeah. It's either this or like taxidermist or something. Weird, <laughs> so. so you started that like sophomore year, right? From what I remember. Uh, second semester freshman year. Second semester freshman year. Okay, yeah, so, so I got up. I got up. I didn't dig myself into too bad of a hole. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as some other people. 
yeah. I mean, you know how it is. You've been in college, like yeah. You see some, you see some people literally like make every wrong decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they make every like at every crossroad they do they they go the wrong way mm-hmm. and they just keep like digging themselves deeper and deeper into debt, spending more time at school. Yeah, that's rough. So how'd you yeah. meet uh how'd you meet the boys in college? Oh, so I met um. At my orientation, like, before you actually start going to school in the middle of the summer, I just, you're put into groups, and, like, they're like, all right, we're randomly going to pair you up, and you're going to talk, and one of the guys was, uh, just looked like a, a nice, cute white man, and I was like, oh, I like your, uh, he's wearing some, some Comme des Garcons shoes, which are, like, they look like Converse, but I guess they cost more money, which at the time I thought was very... <laughs> Cool. Like, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, he knows about, like, a little bit of fashion or something. So I started talking to him. Tells me he's from Switzerland. Mm-hmm. But he has a full-on American accent. I'm like, wow, this is, like, Alex Ryder or something. <laughs> like, this guy is so cool, like, international. Uh, but, like, yeah. And then he introduced me to his friend. They were just from Minnesota. And then ended, ended up being my two closest friends in college. Pretty much right off the bat, we met. And then, like, yeah, we met that day hung out that evening just like chatting didn't talk for several months school starts the first day of school i hit him up and then we hung out pretty much every day of college after that <laughs> like it was just yeah we were just friends it was it was it's weird how you, you make friends in college it's, it's so random you have to it's so random get you have to get lucky yeah put yourself in the right place at the right time uh-huh yeah i really like thinking back to I don't know, going other places and stuff. I always had the most fun uh, going to Iowa State and hanging out with your Oh, really? Friends. They're really cool. Really cool guys. They are fun. Yeah, I mean, they, they are really good guys. I actually just, yeah. like, hopped on Discord with them a few days ago just to, like, reconnect a little bit and ask how they were all doing. And, uh, yeah, it, it it's like, I mean, the end of college was so stressful that yeah. I kind of like wasn't taking the time to like feel sad about it ending yeah and then of course like corona and everything like uh-huh. that all of that just like kind of went out the window very quickly but yeah i was i've been i've been recently thinking like yeah we had so many good times like it's mm-hmm. it's it's very unique time to be able to live with people that you love hanging out with and yeah having the same like social situation all just going to school and yeah, but yeah, good times. I was able to meet good people. You met yeah. people through, like, radio, right? I had an interesting experience where I, like, went through, I don't know, how you kind of met your friends that would last all four years. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, I kind of kept picking up and dropping kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which, I don't know, I, I don't think I was as lucky in that sense. It kind of took me a while to find people to find, to find the core find the core group yeah um and yeah and i met kelsey who was probably like my best friend from college um in london actually we studied abroad oh so i study abroad the ultimate yeah. bonding experience yeah so that's where that kind of formed and that's how radio started mm-hmm. um from there and then i met some really cool people starting the podcast um i would say at this point um my closest friend in college was my host, uh, Tara. 
um, who I'm going to interview on this show. Dude, I thought I've still not met this person. I don't yeah, know. I talk yeah, about I, her a lot. I don't uh, think I have. No, you haven't met her. Um, she lived in the city? She just moved to Kansas City, which... Uh, oh, dude, KC. Which sucks. I'm, like, struggling with that, for sure. Do people in Iowa, Iowa State love to move to Kansas City? Yeah, people moving away, like, close friends moving away, not tight. Yeah, so yeah, I deleted my social media, and I have been experiencing FOMO. Um, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, just in the last, just in the last yeah. couple days, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm experiencing the effects for the first time. Um, A FOMO. Like, there's definitely been, yeah, there's definitely been positives to social media, and I still think the positives are outweighing the negatives, but I feel like I'm going to get back on. <laughs> to some capacity soon just i don't know just try and makes it try and make it like the least toxic it can possibly be can i have a hard binge a harder yeah <laughs> but i but i don't know because like I, I don't know how i even like found out about this like i don't know what i was looking at but i figured out that the empty bottle is doing a uh they're doing like a live stream parquet court show oh they are um that's pretty yeah cool. and they're charging money for it I think it's like ten God, bucks or something. Fucking but like, parquet court. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna watch that and pay. Yeah, for it. I know they're doing oh. like okay. I'll probably watch that. I know um, another one that's happening relatively soon that I want to do is the Garden. Is doing one at the oh, Fo- dude. The, the Fox Theater in Oakland. Nice, um, dude. I fucking yeah. love the Garden. Man. And they're playing. They're playing. Uh, Kiss my Super Bowl ring. So like, they're playing the new album. I gotta like. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's a, that's specifically that band is one that's worth to spend money on. But yeah, you should yeah. do the you should do the one at the empty bottle too. But anyway, you saw that posted and you felt like you were like, oh, this is information I would have missed otherwise. Yes, that's why I brought it up. I'm just like, so I don't know how I came across this. I might have honestly been like biking by it and like saw like a poster. I don't even remember. Um, but I, yeah, that's what made me think. I'm like, huh. Okay, so I feel like social media is kind of like just how you learn about shit like that. Literally, fall. Um, I think use it specifically there, there for art. Definitely benefits to that. Use it yes. for art. Yeah. Use Make it for like music. an artist page where I only follow like artists I like. Yeah. So like I know when they're touring and shit, and like shit like that, and just like avoid. Yeah the bullshit as much as possible and you could also like remove yourself from it to an extent you could say like you like you can make it like this is a page for the podcast this is a page for my writing that's like or like just yeah. my professional presentation of myself or something or creative yeah. presentation because i know that i know that at the moment i don't have any need for it but when i deleted it i deleted it knowing that okay eventually i'm gonna have i mean being in the field i want to get into like Eventually, I'm going to have something that I'm going to need to market slash promote. Um, So I'm going to hop on eventually. So yeah. So even like, yeah, I'd probably make like an Instagram page for this show. Mm -hmm. Um, 
or like do something along those lines just so yeah so i think that's a good point of like the account being attached to you versus the account being attached to like a thing a body of work or something yeah that's better yeah because i like one one example i think of is like like current joys the artist that i've all outside of gizzard i've also uh idolized for the past like three years yeah like his like his account is just called current joys like he does have his uh-huh. own name like in like the description or something but it's all like pertaining to like generally his music his art some stuff about himself but like yeah I think it's yeah, it's a pretty good way to go. It's a good way to go about it. And then if you want to like make a more personal statement, you can. But like, yeah. And I we follow. I'm yeah. sure you follow. We follow people that we know personally, where that's like the only sort of like they have an account that's like sort of them. But like a lot of the pics will be like sort of artsy. It'll be like drawings or photographs that mm-hmm. they put a lot of time and effort into color grading and editing and yeah something along yeah i think social media i think social media can be productive um and i think that definitely you can it get, is a tool i think you can get a i think you can get a lot of positives out of it i just got to a point where i wasn't reeking any of those and i feel like i maybe could yeah, get to that point eventually there's a lot but of toxicity i felt like there's a lot there's a lot what was what was your like? What were kind of like like where like where were you going on social media that you would have? Because mo- I do have moments where I'm on social media where I'm like self reflection, like what like what are you actually doing right now? Like what is the information yeah. you're looking at, and how does it pertain to you, and how is it going to affect you? How important is it in the long run? That sort of stuff. It's always in so comment. It's always in of... comment in comment sections for me. It's like where I yeah. See it. So I think of like a few things. Uh, I think I what I ended up deleting it for two reasons and one was just the time suck in itself just kind of thinking about my screen time fat suck fat suck like oh. literally like like literally it's like okay so here's fucking like 5 hours in a day on either Twitter Instagram slash yeah. Mainly it was just Twitter, Instagram were like the main things. And then like Snapchat too. Leg- legitimately um, one of the best so, features Apple has added to their iOS updates Yeah, that screen time every, re- report. Every setting. time I bring it up, peop- I've brought it up like three times in the last three times. The, the, the person has said, oh, I don't, I turned that off. I disabled that. <laughs> Which oh, is I, like. Oh, don't get me wrong. I disable it too, but I do check it yeah. occasionally and it. <laughs> Yeah. Always sets me in a mood. Like I yeah. Yeah. It's like a it's like a necessary evil. It definitely or, is. No. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that expression was right, but No, I think it um, is. Like it is it's an evil in the way that like <laughs> it reflects like how much time you've wasted in your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like no, I was right weekly, in saying that. Like, but it's basis. but it's necessary. But it's necessary to remind necessary you to see of how much time yeah. you're wasting so you can make changes to avoid doing that more. So I so I read so I read that information. Also just thinking of just how it so like time suck for one. And then also thinking about how like I don't know, seeing certain people on there to me, I guess I don't know, triggers certain feelings. Oh yeah, same, same. So I guess there's like I guess I guess there's like a few people out there who 
I don't know. Maybe if I just like got rid of them, <laughs> things would be better. But people yeah, and, we- and not even those people in particular. It just like I don't know. Scrolling it sometimes just like I don't know makes me feel shitty about myself. Yeah, makes me just anxious for whatever reason. So just clearing up. So just thinking that, and then the time suck. I don't know. We're two just like strong reasons that we're outweighing mm. like the positive aspects. Yeah, like so far we've kind kind of only talked about the content but like literally the act of opening and scrolling and just seeing new information in front of you is kind of the most addicting aspect even if it's not showing you anything of interest it's the seeking of information that might be of interest or seeing a photo that will Mm -hmm. like be something that you want to send to your friends before anyone else sees it or like yeah yeah there's always that like i have it's a little game you're playing with yourself. Yes. I like, I think, like, I hate to be that guy who deletes social media and then, like, talks about how much it's changed their life. Everyone should but be that guy. I've just gotten, yeah, I, I'm, like, realizing now just the, like, the massive change. I just feel yeah. completely different. And, and like, wh- not, and not, not particularly good. No, the thing is, when you don't have it, it's not necessarily better. You still have all your problems, and you're still worried about things. But at least the things you're worried about are about your own life and less other people's Uh lives and the lives of people that you're never going to meet or see or interact with in any way. So, yeah, your worries are just set elsewhere. and At least in the long run, it will have some sort of positive effect. But, yeah, up front... I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that it, it does not feel good. We could just talk about the most epic night of our lives. It's when we saw Surf Curse and Parquet was... Courts at the same night. Oh, that was yeah, I was going to bring that, up. That was bonk. All right, so <laughs> I'm like, that was, I, I actually think about that day at least like five times a week. I would have to say, like, I really do think about it pretty often. Like, it's an instant hit of dopamine. It's just, it's like deleting a social media app on your phone. Yeah. When I think about yeah. that one night, yeah, and <laughs> I mean it wasn't that crazy. It was just kind of a nice coincidence. We were able to see yeah. Surf Curse, one one of my like top like five or three favorite bands ever. Me too. And yeah, um, Parquet Court, who are definitely in my top like ten. Like or 15. in the last, like especially recently, like in the last like year with like their new album like oh yeah just some of the best just some of the best music yeah Um, so great show one that we want one that we want to together um yeah we've seen a lot of really good shows together i would say we have there's there's only been a handful that i've seen where you weren't there and for the most part you're you've always been around for majority of them what's what are your um what's like the one or two that comes to mind that you hmm, that you weren't well no not that i was not that i was or just in general oh in general all right okay yeah all right so i'm going i'm going i'm going uh grape tooth and madison that was a fun one grape tooth and madison was very fun that was very fun don't really think about that. I mean, I do. The train party. Yeah. Um, insane. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so lit. <laughs> when I think uh, back on the party itself, the party itself wasn't that fun. I was just, ha- I was just like, wow, I feel so cool. I, I, I think about that a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, should I feel cool right now just because I'm around like, <laughs> people's music that I like? I mean, they're, they're they're just here. I'm not really interacting with them in any, any yeah. way that's super like... No, we were there unique. for like a half hour and we just like sat there and didn't... It was like it. a mediocre party <laughs> where we didn't know anybody. Yeah. Honestly, except for the musicians that were there that we were like yeah. there to see. So we kind of partied them a little bit, which I guess is what we were excited about, but... <laughs> no, um, so, and, just, so, and just a trade party in general. Uh, but next, the show next. itself, very, very good. Maybe, all right, maybe the first very. time. Was, honestly, maybe the first. All right, we're, we have we're talking about shows specifically. The first uh, time I saw them at Lincoln Hall. Um, oh, was I wish I was there. Ins- that was like pretty. Ra- that was with Marco. That was one of their very like early shows, and uh-huh. yeah, and I was like, wow, this is. You also saw, you also saw Twin Peaks New Year's Eve, as well. I saw Twin Peaks New Year's Eve 2017. That's right. Yeah, I was jealous of that. Yeah, that was amazing. Those 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 were those were iconic performances. I love that. Uh huh. Um, Probably Wilco. Um, I saw them at the Riv. They played a full week of shows at the Riviera. In like 2014, I want to say, um, and those were amazing. I mean, they played like yeah, they 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 literally went through their like whole discography. They played they played everything in this like over the course of a week. Um, so like I, I saw them two shows in that week, and they just yeah, I was like hearing songs that I never thought I'd ever hear them play and yeah, that was really that was really amazing. And then they released some of the recordings on their website. Um so I was able to listen to the live shows after that and like relive it, which is always fun. I don't know, you probably are like you like after you see something live, you want to go on like the internet and find clips. Oh yeah. Yeah, like, Kevin yeah. and I I I saw I saw Wilco at the Chicago Theater with Kevin. And we had uh, that's right. We had really good seats. We, wait, I saw. Well, we saw. We saw them on the same tour. So we saw. At, yeah, that was a good. Yes, that was yes. a good tour. They played. Oh man, that rocked my world, dude. Seeing uh, Impossible Germany, like we were like, dude, Nels Klein, probably like f- fifteen, re- fifteen rows back or something. Just very good view of Nels yeah. Klein. Just like watching him shred that it was on his on his jazz master. Electric. <laughs> it was electric. Yeah, Wilco was great. My all-time favorite show that I tell people. And I don't foresee it. I mean, it. Hopefully, it'll be topped. Eventually. LCD. Um, is LCD at Lala? Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. That shit was just. Yeah. Wait. I, I, oh my god. I. I, haven't, I wasn't even thinking about festivals at all when we were having that conversation. I was like LCD at Lala. Like there was something about it that was just really, really perfect. Just well, at our, the points we were at in our lives. The, the the fucking spot we had, like, that shit was insane. <laughs> yeah, damn, we need to have more that. fun. Cause honestly, we, we we are we are at points <laughs> in our lives right now where we should be having the absolute best time. Yeah, like you hear, I'm sure you hear people like who are whatever in their 30s, 40s, even their late 20s, and they're just like, oh yeah, like back when you know right after college or in college like yeah like your early 20s that's when you're supposed to 
be working hard, but also trying to have the best time possible while working so yeah. hard. But yeah. fucking COVID, goddamn it! <laughs> goddamn, God it'll damn. be it'll be sweet. It'll be nice. It's we'll gonna yeah. I saw I saw a meme where it was like a list of things that are gonna be like weird after COVID ends. So it's to be like shake like shaking hands with people. And, like, people are still going to be, like, spacing out from each other when you're in crowds, kind of. Yeah. Like, subconsciously. I think those things I feel are, like a pet. A pit's going to be wild, dude. Dude, I, thinking about being in a mosh pit is like being on another planet. It's like, yeah. It's crazy. I can't, like, it, I mean, we did that, and... I, I like I don't want I don't want that to change like that that fr- that freedom no because yeah. I mean because th- there is there is discussion and I like I hear people are like you know after COVID ends like there's still gonna be this like stigma against like large crowds and like people are gonna wear masks and I really just once the vaccine con- I just want the vaccine to be effective and have this all be over so yeah. we can. Literally, it's just so I can be in a mosh pit again. I don't care about anyone's yeah, personal just, safety or wanna, anything. I just want to shove some like five foot three dude yeah. like, to the ground. I just want to be hip checked <laughs> by a large man. Because <laughs> there's man. there's oh, there's only so many years where we're gonna be able to say that. It's gonna get to a point where I'm not gonna want to. Yeah, be at some point I'm gonna pit. be I'm gonna be in a pit and be like, I think this is over for me. And that time has not come yet. Yeah. No, it's not there yet. I still have I still have a few years. <laughs> I still have say. a few at least a few years. So knowing um so knowing that festivals are involved. All-time favorite show. Uh Okay, I don't know if it's my all-time favorite, but definitely the one that like changed the way I viewed like live music and like the power that live music has on people is Fiddler 2016 Lollapalooza. Oh yeah. <laughs> because I, yeah. I I didn't know that music could make a crowd like try to kill itself as like an like a whole like like literally like just like a, a mosh pit where everyone's goal is to try to end their own life <laughs> by throwing themselves into another human body. <laughs> like, Dude, I think, yeah, it, I think that, a, re- I, I, the feeling of them dropping sabotage without really knowing. Yeah. Without knowing the set list are going to play without knowing the band at all, the crowd. And there was, it was cause all right. Crowds where it's too crowded a pit is not going to be able to form, but the crowd is at the perfect density where there was enough space and enough people for the pit to be as violent as possible. And <laughs> yeah, I really appreciated that because it just like... So like, the... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. No, it's... Yeah, no, go on. <laughs> so I was just going to say that the, the two shows we brought up were uh, both on the same day. LCD. Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> wait, yeah, wait. We've talked. All right, pretty so crazy pa- day. Yeah, those. All right, Fiddler, LCD. One day, another day, Surf Curse, and Parquet Court. I could live yeah. those days. Or I could be be be, bo- be born as like a eighteen year old man, boy, child, whatever. 
um, have those two days back to back and then just die, probably live a pretty good life, honestly. That's what, and there'll be more of them in the future. Oh, I know. Oh, wait, dude, we went an hour and a half without talking about your woman. I wanted to bring that up at some point. <laughs> wait, really? How's, uh, yeah, I guess yeah. How's having a girlfriend? Um, it's good, but it, it sucks having them live like an hour away. Yeah. Because like, it just makes like, it's like a very, like a relatively small amount of distance would make everything much more like manageable and there'd be much more like time spent together. But for like an hour just like offsets everything so much, like highway driving, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. not optimal, but like, oh yeah, overall, very good. Um, I don't know. It's like, it's weird because like, I was like, not having a girlfriend for all, all of college, and then it also mm-hmm. during also during COVID because you don't have context for a lot of times the way you meet people is or your frame of reference for the way that you're going to meet people is at parties or like. Oh, is so so gonna be at like this person's apartment yeah. on Friday night when we go <laughs> for the pregame? Like I don't know, it's just you know random stuff, <laughs> random stuff like that. And yeah. in COVID, it's like, yo, let's meet at this park and like walk around for forty five minutes, and then we, maybe we can like yeah, true, uh, make out in a McDonald's parking lot and then go home, like. That's literally like it, you're so limited in what you it's it's so that's literally dating in 2020. It's but uh, at the end of yeah, like if you you can you can still make it work. You can still make it work even with COVID. Um, yeah, I consider myself pretty lucky, but yeah, it's it's that's that's awesome. I'm happy to hear it. So we've kind of come <laughs> we've kind of come full circle. So yeah, so you graduate. In four years, which was yeah. impressive, because I you were you were worried for like a little bit. Yeah, food science uh, has some hard classes you have to take, some biochemistry, some organic yeah. chemistry. Honestly, uh-huh. stand, like the some of the standard chem courses I like at Iowa State, I thought were pretty challenging for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, take calculus. Uh, yeah, I mean it was yeah. like yeah, it was it was it was some, it was some work, but. Honestly, I was but, able, uh, I was able to get tutors. I was, I, I was able to. My parents said they would pay for tutors, which I was very lucky to have that because I knew people yeah. who had to pay for their own school and their own tutors, and they were they were like, I don't want to pay for a tutor. I can do it on my own, and I was lucky enough to have people That's that true. would pay for it for me. So I was easily able to have access to that, and then do well in all my classes and pass. Yeah, you got through. And uh, you're looking for jobs now? Yeah, I have an interview in a couple of days, actually. Awesome. And yeah, and every time we've talked, it seems like you're getting, it seems like you're getting traction. Like you're, you're in a good phase of the job search. Yeah, I am. And it's, it's because. Like you're, you're getting shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty hard. I realize what happened is that a lot of people lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so the job pool, the pool of people who are looking to get jobs increased a little bit. So it, there's more people, the people with more experience, like litter, 
pretty much no matter what are going to get the job before you. And I'm right out of school and I have, I have a solid internship under my belt, but if someone's had an actual job for a year and you're only just out of school, they're going to get it almost 90, exactly like 95 so, yeah. times out of 100 so that's just the way it is you need someone and it's just gonna take yeah, some time it's, take it's a, a chance. weird period of life yeah. where you're kind of just mm-hmm. throwing it at the wall see see what's gonna stick and hoping you and get hoping you get lucky it's like finding a relationship you just gotta get the right person at the right time yeah just gotta get the right job at the right time and it's all the, it's all the same shit it's just just trying that's all it is. Yeah. And it seems and it seems good. Yeah. It seems like you're doing good. The music you're, you're making music. The music, the job, yeah. the relationship, it's all it's all the same. It's all the same game. <laughs> same rules. Yeah. Just gotta get yeah. lucky. Just gotta keep trying. Yeah. Um, it's looking pretty good, man. Yeah. Alright, so good. guys, I'm calling off the end of the, this is the end of the podcast. I'm ending yeah. it myself <laughs> as the as the guest. Uh <laughs> Yeah, squash, squash <laughs> right, the. Alright, yeah. Um, <laughs> peace. Thanks again to Liam for coming on the inaugural episode of Innocence Lost. We had a great time catching up, um, and he's been someone who I've kept really close with during the pandemic and uh he's helped kill time for sure and helped keep me sane so uh i appreciate you liam i'd also like to thank you all for listening for the foreseeable future episodes are going to release bi-weekly on mondays um and i look forward to getting this thing off the ground as i mentioned earlier the outro for this podcast is going to be his new song friendly competition You can follow Liam on Spotify at Shiny Straw, and you can follow him on Instagram. I'll link both of those down below in the description. So look out for that, and um, have a good one.
Lost.